Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you you're weird, and that's normal. So it's okay, you know what I mean. Here we go, recording a podcast, here we go. <laughs> that was beautiful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I do just want to say congratulations on putting out your 100th episode. You have put so many wonderful stories, cringy stories. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling really good. (laughs) Elaborate. This is Corey's idea to interview me, Abby Taunton, about 100 episodes of the Abby Normal podcast. And apparently, she's got her work cut out for her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been, like, bugging you about that it's really big, but you have put out a hundred different stories, mm-hmm. done all of these interviews. How many interviews have you done? Do you oh, know? my gosh. Probably 200. People you knew, people you didn't. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what it's like putting out a hundred episodes <laughs> of the Abby Normal podcast. Well, I feel like when I think about the fact that it is a hundred episodes and all of the interviews, like I think of each one individually, like each person and how funny they were and things that they shared that were personal and upsetting and embarrassing. So that's what my brain goes to is like just how much I cherish each of those people and like the moment that we had in the interview, right? Because it always feels like such a deep connection, like when I'm in the plunge and having those conversations or sitting in the bedroom with you or whatever. Exactly. So I do kind of love that there's like a record of those moments. I love that. I cherish that. I love that because you also have, and I'm sorry for the pause, but I wanted to like, because it is a really big deal. Everybody has shared like very personal, cringy, embarrassing, amazing, wonderful, heart-wrenching stories from their past, present, and everything in between. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's been fun to listen to as well. Thank you for saying that. You're very welcome. (laughs) Was this your plan to just... How did the podcast happen? Girl, you know I don't have a plan. Right, I know you don't. So, but <laughs> That like... is not how I roll in life. <laughs> <laughs> but I always loved podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I love talking to people. And I love talking about ideas. And so, like, having a podcast was in the back of my mind since the existence of podcasts, right? But it was finally, like... When I got laid off, Mm -hmm. Aaron bought me podcast equipment for Christmas. And that was kind of like the hurdle that maybe in my brain I would have never got past, right? Right. Because I'm like not a technical person. It would have taken so much research to like figure out what do you need to start a podcast. I know lots of people do it, but that would have been my hurdle, right? And that was just my jumping off point. Like he got me the equipment and I immediately like read through all of the manuals, figure out how to use it, got it all set up. And it was like go time after that. And you also had space in your life to be oh able to do it. Yes, totally. And, and 
like very specific space, like not just the time of being unemployed, right? But like the mental space of like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? And I'm like, going to start creating want? something. Yes. Like having a creative outlet, I think has been like the most beneficial for me personally is creating something and putting it out. And I feel like everybody needs that. But when you're working a nine to five job, like you don't have room for that or even recognize that you need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what have you learned about podcasting in this last hundred episodes? It's four years, right? 2019? 2019. Right? I yeah. think so. I have learned so many things. <laughs> so many things. I mean, I think the first is just like the technical. Right. Like I, I like can't even listen to my episodes at the beginning because like all of the like audio stuff that I'm so aware of now, four years in. And didn't, wasn't aware of then, like, I can't even listen to it because I'm like... Because you want to go back and remix all of it. Oh my God, totally. I want to fix it. I want to rework the whole thing. Just having the the ear for like what, like where where a listener would drop off, basically. Like how, does this go on for too long? Am I talking too long as the person I'm interviewing? Mm -hmm. Like, have they said enough Mm -hmm. to get your point across? Mm -hmm. Things like that? Yeah, like, are, are we laughing too much? And that is annoying. Like, I don't like that about podcasts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's my personal opinion. So <laughs> Too much laughing. <laughs> well, when the listener doesn't know, doesn't fully understand what you're laughing about, right? right? It's not funny. It's annoying. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I also got some tips last year from a friend who works at KQED. Here is some advice professionals would give you. Professionals? would give you is like change it up every 30 seconds right whether that's like a different type of audio or a different person or music or the narrator comes in whatever because that's like how short our attention spans are that we need that sort of break or we need that sort of yep. of music to yep. keep yep. us interested yeah so i do really try to keep that in mind i don't abide by it like you're gonna get two minutes of a conversation if that's how long the person want needs to share their whole story right, right. but yeah that attention span piece is something that I try to think about and was really uh, helpful. I really appreciate it. And something that has changed from the beginning. When we started. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Where we would just be like, blah, blah, blah. And then jump to another topic and blah, blah, blah forever. And those actually drive me insane now. Like there's lots of podcasts out there, you know, that are like two hours long and it's literally just a conversation with like no cuts. No break, no cuts. No, nothing. And people like them, but I do not. That's called a college lecture. (laughs) It's too much for Survived me. that already. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm like 45 minutes max, however long, like while I'm doing dishes or driving to work or whatever, that's how long it needs to be. Exactly. It was really funny because when she sent me feedback on the show, she she was like, oh, I really liked this character, blah, blah, blah. Like they were good. And I'm like, it's just so weird to hear my friends and loved ones referred to as characters. characters. I'm like, no, these are my people. These are my people. <laughs> this is what they do. This is what they sound like all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not polished. It's That's just them. One of the other things from the beginning that I know that you would erase and stuff, but I enjoyed the background noise of some places. <laughs> like... When we were at Labor Day and recording and there were, like, crows. And yeah. there was, like, yeah. so many birds. And I think we kind of just found each other and, you know, our spirits are similar and silly and, but also, like, nurturing and the way that we needed. And 
we got through it together. We have recorded in my front yard and there was wind. Um, I think you could wear a random lifeguard shirt. And the chimes and uh-huh. all of the nonsense in the background. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like all the innocent flirting and all of that. Why would you not talk about it? And like, Mom, I mean, it ended up Garrett's on the name. Cooper's being mean to Garrett and uh, oh, Cooper's trapped. Cooper's trapped. Garrett in an armbar and he wouldn't let him go. Okay, coming out. And, and, oh my God, you're not okay. And probably 75% there's going to be clinking glasses in the background. Right. Yeah, because it is totally fine if people don't drink, and I support that, and I have had sober conversations also, but like a little glass of wine helps to loosen a guest up, a character. A character. Now, what I've also experienced is too many glasses of wine, and that shit is not usable. (laughs) You sound like a freaking drunk dumbass. You are. And there's there's a couple episodes out there with a hint of that. And some topics, maybe that feels a bit necessary because they're real hard. They are really hard. Yes, so. I'm not drinking this. Shh, shh. I'm going to go get one of the upstairs bottles. Don't take my wine from me. I'm going to go get one of the upstairs bottles. It's warm in here. Should I put the yeah. cheese back in the... Yep. Yeah, because we have no more crackers now, so... Agreed. I'm just going to... And it's going to melt. But that's... The amount of wine consumed has been a learning opportunity. Interesting. What is the sweet spot for you? Uh, I mean, I feel like two is the max. Like, past two glasses of wine, your words are getting a little, little slurry. We are definitely off topic. You're off topic real bad. <laughs> yeah. I need you to know that from here on out, I am constantly recording. This is my new job. That's making me feel like I should hang out less. That is the meanest <laughs> thing you have ever spoken out of your mouth ever. <laughs> And we have dropped into annoying and... uh, Yeah, oh yeah, correct. And then that's also when you start talking over each other, right? You know we do. Right. And that is, you can't listen to that. Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, I am purposefully not making noises right now so that your audio, you, you can have full range of mic. That is much appreciated. And that is happening because we have had no wine. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even have my coffee because I don't want the like click, click, click uh-huh, right now. Glasses. Yeah. 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 And there's a use for background noise, right? I think that that's what I'm more thoughtful about now is like, when is background noise a lovely addition to right. help a listener understand where we are and what we're doing? Picture right now, Corey and I are in her bedroom and so it is quiet and maybe the cat is meowing. And we are so you get the feel. On our bed. Yeah, we're cuddled up, right? Versus the wind is whipping about in your front yard and the listener can't hear us or right. it's annoying, right? Have you so. had to re-record for those reasons? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And re-recording sucks. As the host, I feel so terrible being like, hey, your audio is effed up. Can we please try this again? I just did that with Mr. Brown's episode. Did you? Yeah, we did a phone call and it just was horrible, just not usable. So we had to re-record. You know, we don't have to re-record everything, but I think maybe kind of like some key stories. And then I had just like a couple of additional questions, like based on what we had already talked about. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Online recording is really tough. I don't know how to make it sound better. No. Do you find that the re-record is better than the first take or is the first take better? 
the re-record is more precise. Um, you're just getting like what you need. You know what the themes and topics are, so you can get straight to those. The initial recording also always has things that pop out that are unexpected. So I think that that's kind of the, the hard balance is in a first recording, people don't know what you're going to ask. Right. That, I, like, I don't send questions in advance. I, I usually don't even send topics in advance, which is also a tip that they would give you to do for a successful podcast. Right. But I want people to be on their toes and not know where the conversation's going. And we just see what comes out that they're excited about or passionate about or scared about or is funny. You and know, it's a real authentic conversation. conversation. Exactly. And not a rehearsed. Correct. Yeah. I don't want rehearsed. That's not fun. How has your storytelling changed? So I think just like thematically, things have evolved, right? So in the beginning, I for sure wanted to talk about all of the awkwardness about like middle school and high school. Because I think that that's something all of us carry. Yes, we do. And it was like therapeutic for me to just get all of that ridiculousness out, like talking about your first kiss and learning how to flirt and friend friendships back in the day and the first time you had sex and like just getting all that out felt really good um i don't need to keep talking about that forever like that information those episodes are out there and i hope people are still enjoying them and it's still gonna pop up because it is something we carry right with us and it has been fun to listen to those for me as my kids are entering Mm -hmm. middle school and i think when you were putting those out, your kid was also, like, right? in those years as well. Uh-huh. By doing the podcast, did that actually help your parenting at all? Just wondering. I'm sure it did. Just, I mean, that has been kind of the big shift in four years, right? Like, I had a little kid when I started the show. Now I have a full teenager yep. who, yeah, is entering and going through everything that we talked about in the podcast four right. years ago. So I think that it's just remembering to just be sensitive about everything they're going through and take it seriously because it is serious. It's serious to them then. Right. And it does have impacts on how we are as adults, whether that's good, positive things or trauma that we now have to work through. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I think the other thing thematically that's shifted, and I'm wondering about your perspective as a friend and listener. Yes. This is a weird thing about myself that I've discovered. Like, I can lean pretty serious. And I don't want every episode to be super serious. I want a good balance, you know? But I think that you can lean serious, but I also think that it's depth, that you really like to dive deep. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when we go deep, it is more serious. And so, yeah, there are some episodes that definitely hit more on that. But also that's sometimes where the juicy stuff is Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I get that I get that who has been um a most memorable most memorable interview oh my gosh a couple of them okay the one that jumps out to me is the AI interview I'm gonna have to look up what their names are I couldn't remember their names because this is the one episode where we used pseudonyms Charlie and Jess That interview was bonkers because I didn't know them before. They were friends of friends Mm -hmm. and they were hilarious and their story was so insane to me. Like just, like I have no experience working in the tech industry and working on such a bizarre project and 
I don't know. That that was one where I was just like, WTF with this. Did you have a hard time connecting with them or asking questions or? No, they were fabulous. Like just really easy to talk to and like wanted to tell their story and had probably told it over the years at parties so many times. Right. right? So there wasn't a whole lot of digging I need to, needed to do. But I did have to ask a lot of questions to help me understand what the situation was right. and try to translate that so that the listener also understands what the situation is. Right, because if you, the interviewer, <laughs> are not understanding, mm-hmm. me, the listener, is definitely uh-huh. going to be struggling. Yeah. And that was a tough one to wrap your mind around. Like, there's a chat bot, but it's humans behind it. Right? <laughs> How does that work? Because, I again, it's a bot. So I thought bots... Uh did not have a pulse. Yeah, scary. Very scary. Yeah. That was episode 68, I Am an AI. There was so many other memorable ones, like 53, Von Trapped. We lived in Germany. We lived in Germany. That's what our mission did, was to go into them, bringing aid and then coming back out with vehicles that had secret compartments. So Dale's job was to build vehicles with secret compartments. Shut Episode 35, Crash Landing. And as I climbed out, I like stood up on top of the plane and I looked to the right. The whole right side of the plane is on fire. Episode 44, Weird Science. So I reached out. (laughs) They got back to me pretty quick. Yeah. I think it was within an hour and the message said something along the lines of, I'm not sure how much you know. And instantly, I like my stomach fell out of my body and my eyes just popped out of my head. My mouth dropped open and I was like, oh my goodness. And through our conversation, it turns out there are two of them. I have twin brothers that are half brothers. Anyone else? Oh my god, I just love all of them. I love everybody. What what jumps out to you? I have enjoyed when your sister's on. Just to hear your banter with each other. Mm -hmm. That's been fun. This is episode 61. Why can't we be friends? I don't know. So I think I was just like, f*** you and the horse you rode in on. And I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then probably a year or two went by and I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) Mm -hmm. why did I do that? Uh You're a fabulous human being. Right. And she was like, I forgive you. Yes, I know. My sister and I sound the same. Back to Corey. And yeah, I do love when you do a series. Because I think in those, we get more depth, but also we just get to hear so many people who are struggling in the same area or have gone through the same thing. And yeah, I just Mm -hmm. have really enjoyed how those have flowed Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what I've learned from them. I love the WEN series. I I thought that was amazing. The leadership was always male. And actually I had one of the executive VPs say in a meeting openly that our organization was male, pale, and stale. (laughs) That resonated with me that (laughs) I looked up and there was no one 
who was female in my entire organization. When the Me Too movement hit, there was just a lot of momentum for women to kind of say like enough is enough and really think about who they were and what they wanted and not be so timid about speaking up. And even all of the people escaping um, <laughs> the evangelical church, just, uh-huh. you know, really giving a voice, because I'm 100% sure those people have not been able to have, like, a platform or been able to share their story as deeply as some of them have. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have connected. And even somebody who did not grow up in that, but was adjacent to it, I have found how it has affected my life. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wasn't even in the pews. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed all of those people. Those stories probably took the most like transparency. It's a lot of vulnerability. I mean, most of the folks in that series, like, have real deep wounds from what they went through. So I think that those were the ones I was like most conscious about carrying tenderly, I guess Mm. is the best way to say it. Absolutely. And navigate like asking the hard questions and also being respectful. Yep. Yep. And maybe not asking the hard questions. True. They're not ready. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What are you the most proud of? The not the same series that we were just talking about. Yeah, I just don't think that those stories are shared very frequently. I don't think there's a whole lot of outlets to hear them. I think that that is growing for sure. Yes. Um, But 2022, yeah. So yeah, two years ago, there was less. um, And I'm glad to see that there's more now. And I think that there's so much work that I've done in my life to get to the place where I feel comfortable and confident sharing my own story around that and giving people space to share their stories. Yeah, and I just think that they're really important. One night randomly we're hanging out and I just like, this was one of those moments where it wasn't like some like audible voice or something, but it was like, this. maybe it's the spirit, I, I don't know. I'm not sure, the presence of God, whatever. It was like, you need to tell him that you're gay. I had no, I'm like, I don't even know this dude. But yeah, I think that was like my most like real tangible experience of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like in my dorm room eating ramen on the floor, just like crying, like <laughs> being gay is so hard. And what are my parents going to say? And blah, blah, blah. And like, I just remember Jesus being like, that's fine. You're fine. I love the way that Christianity says that God is incarnate in the world. That like when we look at something like, you know, the life of Jesus, we're not looking at something that gives us a little illustration of some of God's better attributes. We're saying that is God, right? That this 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 thing where where this this person walks through the world consistently identifying with the poor and the oppressed, with, you know, he, he hugs the lepers and he like treats women as his equals and he suffers horrific abuse in the end because of it that that is God that's not God-like that's not a picture of God that's what God fundamentally is and that speaks deeply to me
I mean, every single time I learn a new thing just about the way people think and behave. And I was really thankful that my friend Aaron came and talked about, like, the abortion decision that he and yeah. his girlfriend made in high school. Like, that's a perspective that... Oh, I very much appreciated that. Yeah, like, that. I, I don't know what that was like. So I learned, too. And I like it. What stories have been your favorite or that you thought were hysterical? First of all, I'm going to have to like go back through the list right. and take an actual look and right. remember, right? Because 100 episodes is a lot. They are blurring them together a yeah, bit. They're totally. But like, I still, if I listen back and hear a story, there's some that make me laugh out loud. Like Because it's so fresh, I think about Dawn saying, I got finger Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time oh she says, gosh. when I swam over and I got finger banged, I laugh so hard. I want to hear the unedited entire <laughs> interview of that. You want I a Dawn dump. I want the Dawn dump. <laughs> I I did ask for a second Dawn episode and I got one. And, and, I got it, was one. It, right? and it was absolutely yeah, worth totally. it. So cringy, so amazing yes. and terrible yes. and wonderful. Right. And uh-huh. oh my God. And it's those moments. So what she says is funny. Like, the actual words. Like, finger bang is hilarious. Correct. Yes. Also, it's so cringy and terrible, right? Like, it's actually a kind of dreadful thing that is happening to her in that moment. So I feel like that's where the magic of the LOL comes out, is, like, it's a terrible thing, and also something about the way it's being said is really, really funny. Right. So those are the moments for me. And so if I go back to, like, those early episodes where people were talking about like, there's a story that Jen shares about getting broken up with. And it is so funny how she says it. And the situation is so ridiculous. And, and again, it's hilarious and awful combined. And yes. it just makes me die and laugh at the same time. We have been dating like five, six months. We had just finished having sex and we were laying in bed, cuddling. And I said, I love you. And he said, I think we need to break up. <laughs> So then, and I had no idea. I had like didn't see it coming. No inklings. Well, his penis was just in you. Why would you assume it's time to break up? No inklings at all. I was like, I love you, and he was like, I think we need to break up. Here's a couple more. It's a conference call, and my laptop is set on the side, and I have dual monitors, so I'm focusing on my other monitor. As soon as she drops that bit of information and shares it with the entire meeting, my instinct was to flip off the camera. (laughs) And I only realized that my camera was on when I glanced over to my other monitor and I noticed people just going, having this gasping face. In that moment, I realized what I had done. You flipped off your boss in front of the whole company. Thing that happened was one time some kid called me a chink and I blocked him. I don't know if that counts as a fight. I have scars from that one. You do? That's the one fight, quote unquote fight, that I have scars from because that fool had braces. Oh no. And it was like a crime scene. Oh no. It was just one hit. 
I have no shame, as my wife will tell you. So I, I don't mind talking about this, but I brought it up with my friend Ben, who I haven't seen in a long time, and I saw him and I brought up us. Wait, was he? Okay, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. He was involved in this. Yeah, he was part of the the circle circle jerk <laughs> in the jacuzzi, <laughs> like the the five. I mean, it was like like four boys. You know, we'd be out there at like twelve, just like ah, you know, like I'm sure the mom saw. It's it's, it's rough, but. <laughs> But I remember I was like, hey, Ben, you remember those jacuzzi days? And like this motherfucker tried to give me a straight face and act like he had no idea what I was talking about. (laughs) Y'all are so weird, I swear. Has the podcast opened you up more? I mean, not that you were very closed off, but like, are there still things that you don't want to put on the podcast because you're worried? to put out in the world? That's a good question. I was like just remembering, what was it? There was, um, oh, there was this funny video of this woman. She's like singing a song about how she wants hoe shoes that are comfortable. Mm-hmm. The video is really hilarious. And I was thinking about some of my hoe days and how hilarious they were. And where my brain like naturally goes now is like, you should talk about that on the podcast, right? Like, and yeah. the same thing with us, right? Right. Like, That's funny or interesting. Let's talk Pod- about it on the show. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> podcast. And, and then I was like, kind of thinking about myself saying the story aloud about the thing. And I was like, I don't think I'll ever talk about that. That is a hoe too far. <laughs> it's a hoe too far. I was like picturing my mother-in-law, you know, with her earbuds and like driving to Trader Joe's to get groceries listening to that. And I was like, I can't do that. No. So I know that there's a lot of things I'm willing to push, but there might be a handful I'm going to hold close. <laughs> and I think that's just fine. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I know how mean it is to say that, because now you really want to know what possible host stories are being withheld. Just know, if you got frisky in public and someone got arrested, you're weird, and that's normal. Would there be anything you would change in the Abby Normal podcast or any episode or... Yes. Yes. Because always hindsight, right? right? So yeah, the the audio, like the technical audio components are one thing. Right. And then there's, I, I can't even like pinpoint one thing, right? But there's so many little things I've said that looking back, because lang- language, right? Right. <laughs> because language, looking back, I'd be like, oh, I would tweak that and maybe not use that exact word to communicate this thing. All, you know, all of that is around... Like, I don't even want to call it diversity and equity because people get all wigged out by that. But that's what it is. It's how do I make this even more clear to indicate what I believe about this thing? How do I make sure that I'm not inadvertently hurting anyone by using this word or saying it this way? So, yeah, if I had a fine tooth comb, you know. There are things I would have done said differently. Maybe learn some verbal sensitivity, like even more. Totally. Yes, absolutely. I mean, think about what's happened in the past four years. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, so much. We've learned so much from a social True. justice perspective, you, digging deep into like the history of this country, understanding all of the racial biases. Like, Yes. Yeah. Even though I thought four years ago that I was wise. <laughs> <laughs> Same. There are many things. So many things. That you do not know. No. And in four years, I'll be say, I'll be talking about this episode and being like, I'm, that was some shit you said, Abby. <laughs> right? 
there has been a very steep learning curve and especially with everything that is happening in the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. Definitely not where you were four years ago. We're in a, such a different spot. What have you found frustrating about doing all of this? It's the social media aspect of creating your brand and getting the word out and growing your audience and da 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 da. The Instagram posts and like all of that stuff? Well, no, I actually like doing Instagram posts Mm -hmm. and then like two people see them. So the whole, like the, the whole algorithm of yeah. how people find things it, it, like it just requires so much time and effort and probably money mm-hmm. that I am not at all willing to give or or do and luckily I'm in a spot where I work a nine-to-five job this podcast is for fun yeah. I don't rely on it to pay my bills right so and I think you know if your podcast is your career then yeah, you got to do all of the social media hustle. shit, right? You got to right. hustle, and that's the thing is it is a hustle, and there's no like magic bullet of like here's how to make sure you're you know people Podcasts see your TikTok. Yeah. Do you have TikTok? I do not have TikTok, girl. But if I was trying to get new <laughs> listeners, you best have a TikTok. That's true. And do dances and whatnot. And the other thing about it is that like they say that you need to build a community, like. The, the brand has to be about you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. People have to like you, and then they have to... You build a community, right? So, like, if we think about Jen Hatmaker, just right. as an example, her social media is all about Jen Hatmaker. It's not necessarily about, like, her being an author and the books that she writes, even though those things are connected. It's right. her. It's Jen Hatmaker. Yes. And then she's got this quote-unquote community that she speaks to in her posts yes. and who then engage in commenting, Right. And then some people have, like, you know, they have their whole website where you can right. go and, like, connect with other people that love whoever this person is. Well, and I think she definitely is one of those people who has the Facebook group and totally. the, the, like... Right. Yeah. And I'm in several of those. So, anyways, that is the thing that's kind of frustrating because I never wanted the podcast to be about me, Abby Taunton. Right. I enjoy facilitating conversations. Of course, I also enjoy sharing my own thoughts and ideas. Right. right. But like, it's a conversation and I don't want it to be about me. And so I think that that's like the awkward piece is like to grow your quote unquote brand and help people be interested. It's putting out Abby Taunton that would make that happen. And I just haven't been interested in doing that. In focusing. I want Abby Taunton to be like a hint of this thing. Right. Just... The storyteller. And to be honest, like, I also don't need to create a community. Nobody needs an Abby Taunton community. I just don't feel like that's, it's not a need out in the world. So I use the Instagram to share pictures of people that are in the episodes because I like that as a podcast listener to be like, oh, what is, is, yeah, exactly. What does Corey look like? What does Dawn look like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here she is. How funny. Here she is in high school. And then you could put the mental image with the audio that you just listened to. Right. So that's how I use it. I'm sure... Other people would give you other advice. And also, that's not what you're wanting to do with this. Correct. But I do want more listeners. So tell a friend about the Abby Normal Podcast. Yes, (laughs) 
Word of mouth. Does it even work nowadays? Is that a thing? Right. <laughs> Can we bring that back? And if anyone has any ideas. Yeah. What do you want to hear? You know what? Call me on my landline. <laughs> Page me and tell me your idea. Oh my gosh, please. Using upside down letters. Please hit me up on my pager. <laughs> In all seriousness, follow Abby Normal Podcast on Instagram and email me your ideas, abbynormalpodcast at gmail.com. But, excuse me for the cat's interruption. I think, <laughs> I think he likes him to hear himself. Meow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the acoustics because he only does oh. it in the bathrooms. Oh, funny. That's how I feel sometimes in the, in the Abby Normal podcast. I'm just meowing to myself in the bathroom. Is anyone out there? Are anyone. you listening? Where's the meow cat? I was going to... In the bathroom. It was kind of funny. I was at Vicky's and Patrick was like, oh, we were out to dinner with so-and-so and we were talking about your podcast and we were talking about the lifeguarding one and like whether it is nature versus nurture that you would like end up in lifeguarding and feel like a professional rescuer. And I, I like almost started crying. I was like, you were at dinner talking about that question? First of all, I loved that series and... <laughs> You're biased. I am a thousand percent biased. And it's true. But like to hear that one, your work is touching other people. They're having conversations about it. And they are trying to like grow or learn or analyze what has happened to them. And yes, of course, I'm biased. The Lifeguard series is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's how we became friends. But yeah, the fact that like they had a question in their mind when they finished the episode and like wanted to talk more about it, right. that warms my heart. Because I also feel like, well, okay, so this is a little little bit segueing into like a whole different topic. Okay. But if you want to go on the journey we with can me. Go. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing I remember is like the beginning of the show, Annie and I also talked a lot about politics because it was early days. Yes. Like our second episode was about the Democratic primary debate. And we had this like big slate of candidates and Annie yes. and I were all excited and had watched the whole debate and wanted to talk about it. And we all know what has happened yes. over the past four years and like hope has dwindled to nothing. Like I don't want to talk about quote politics. I mean, I think a lot of the episodes have political themes in them because everything is political, yes, but just, you know, and I miss talking about politics and having it be a fun, philosophical, energetic exchange of ideas right. and having a good debate about like concepts and what possible solutions could be out there for a thing and as we all know, we're, that's not our reality anymore. No, like, it's just like not even possible. No, it's not possible. We don't all exist with the same level of reality even, right? Correct. Like to even get to the point where like we can agree on what a problem is. Right. And that makes me really sad. Like I grew up watching, listening to my parents and their parents and my aunts and, aunts and uncles talk like that about right. politics. And I loved it. I loved it so much. And I think that that's loss in my life. I don't do it in my personal life. I'm sure as fuck not going to do it on no. the podcast. No. And I'm even sitting here thinking like I've listened to so much of that growing up 
my own children, I don't turn the news on for them to even see. I don't bring it up because it is. Mm-mm. We talk about other things, but yeah, and not in the same way no. that no. we could have real conversations totally. and we cannot have real conversations anymore. Yeah. Or it's devolved. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess kind of back to the beginning about Patrick telling me that they were having a dinner time conversation. Like that makes me happy that a personal question that they left with after listening to the show, like got integrated into their real lives and they had a real conversation. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like since, especially since the politics piece has been removed, I hope there's other things you can talk about that make you excited or interesting yeah. in, in life, you know? Maybe it wasn't done. <laughs> if you're still interested in respectful political discourse, I recommend the podcast Pantsuit Politics. The other thing that has just, as I'm thinking about the fact that you have put out 100 episodes is that there has got to be in your vaults so many little snippets and stories that didn't make the cut for some reason, but are hysterical or moving or tell, <laughs> tell, tell me one of them. Tell me one. What usually hits the cutting room floor are ums. Because y'all say hella ums. She's going to have to cut so many ums out of this. So many. Every question. D, D ums. I have started, has started with an um. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> to you listener and you Abby. But yes, funny stuff I will pull and let's get back to that. Okay. Okay. This one about vampires got cut from episode 100, The Square Peg. There was an article in the Fresno Bee, which is a great newspaper. <laughs> so <laughs> they did an article on vampires. Somebody came to the store and interviewed people. And Tamara said, it's just, it's just a bunch of, it's just people dressing up. It doesn't really make any sense. You know, they're not yeah. real vampires. Vampires are not real. <laughs> right. And so, you know, they quoted that in the paper. Well, the pastor called her at the store and said, what do you think you are doing talking about vampires? And she goes, did you read the article? Said, I didn't need to read it. I just hear you were talking about vampires. You are not welcome to come back to church. And we're like, so that was the second time we were like kicked out of church. I don't even know what to do. This one is from the Lifeguard series about pool pranks. Damien Campillary and I, we went to go to Kingsburg and we bought like 50 chickens. And we were going to put it in Airways office. Yep. And then just feed them and just let them sit overnight, just poop everywhere. Um, I'm not sure if we actually did that. (laughs) Or what happened to the poor chickens? (laughs) (laughs) And this is Dawn. I used to read all those Summer of the Sky Blue Bikini kind of books. Okay. Because I was just a voracious reader and I would try to write my own. That basically was just me and Matt Dillon in all of them. And I brought (laughs) proof of that. I would also like to say that Until I threw them away when we moved into my current house, I was very proud of the fact that I individually hand cut out 878 pictures of Matt Dillon over like a two-year period. No, you didn't. (laughs) I did. I had like a whole scrapbook. And then when I got into Billy Idol, I found a picture of Matt Dillon and Billy Idol together. So that was in like a heart frame next to my bed. And then one time I had a dream that was the best dream 
I think maybe of my whole life where I got on the bus to go to school and then Matt Dillon and Billy Idol got on and they sat on either side of me and at the exact same moment, they both kissed me on the cheek. No. And I woke up and I was like, oh, that's the greatest dream. You were like, there is a God. I've also had at least two full episodes that ended up on the cutting room floor. A friend who shared her experience with what she felt was her brother's wrongful conviction. She decided it wasn't a good time in his appeals process to share her story. And a friend who went to a prestigious East Coast boarding school. Some political stuff came out about it, and again, he felt uncomfortable with timing. Hopefully at some point we'll hear from both of them. But anytime a guest changes their mind, it's fine by me. So what can we look forward to in 2024 for Abby Normal Podcast? Oh my gosh. Uh, we're going to be talking about ghosts. <gasps> ghosts. And the spiritual realm. Oh, I'm excited about that. Uh-huh. And we're going to talk about having your identity stolen, which like everyone does, right? That's like a thing. I'm now but, terrified. Like, yeah, I, right. w- I went from yeah. like... <laughs> Ooh, ghost to what? My personal information Uh is being taken from me? exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And then my friend Lou is his name. And I'm actually going to give you no further information because it's going to be a surprise. We're going to hear from Lou, who is really fun. I know who Lou is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very excited to hear what Lou has to tell us. He is a character. So what do you want to hear on the show? Well, I love... When you find unique people, and I'm already so excited about the Lou stories, when you find that character, because there are people who are roaming the earth who just, things mm-hmm. happen to, and uh-huh. so I'm excited to hear from more of those. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do love when you do a series, so I'm excited to find out what the next one will be. Mm-hmm. That's a good question, because I feel like one time I watched a how to make a podcast video thing, right? They said, talk about something you're uniquely suited to. So I feel like I try to keep that at the forefront of my mind. I don't need to be talking about things that I'm not uniquely suited to, right? Correct. I don't need to be the expert of all the things or all the people. And I shouldn't try to do that, actually. No, stay in, basically stay, <laughs> stay in, in your lane. lane. Yes. So, um, you know, when I talked about the Women's Empowerment Network um, and everything that happened there, I felt like I was uniquely suited to that. I went through that shit. When I talked about the Not the Same series about uh, evangelicalism in the Central Valley and what comes out of that, I'm uniquely suited. I was there. I participated. I know this shit, right? So I think that the next question, like, as far as a series go, which I do like doing the longer form series, is what is, what, what would be a topic that's relevant to me relevant to you and um would be interesting right right so i think that's a question mark my favorite are the ones with you in it i have me you i have (laughs) first of all i have loved getting to be the beta listener for abby normal podcast Thank you. And I do appreciate your beta listening skills. I, like, I gotta have somebody else's ears on this before it goes to the internet. Yes. <laughs> so I have really appreciated it. It's been fun to do and help you get this out into the world because I do think that you're putting something wonderful and that we do need to talk about and we do need to hear. And so I'm very excited for the next 
100 episodes. Can you do it? Are we going to be here sitting 200? You know what? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope. And I still feel like I have so much to learn. So much to learn. So if I want to have these conversations anyways, I might as well record them and share them with you all. It's true. (laughs) It's true. We love your hobby. Keep doing it. Congratulations on episode... 101. Well, this is 100 episode (laughs) one, but you have completed. Right. So congratulations. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Right? Um, 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 right?